Week 18 regular season finales are here. The number two pick up for grabs. A ton of playoff spots up for grabs. Our six-pack of favorite games coming up on the Week 18 schedule right now. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show. Brian Peacock alongside Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks to everybody for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Love all the everydayers. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere you get your podcast. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made Easy. The easiest, the most exciting way to play DFS. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. All right, Matt, getting into this, uh, we got some Saturday. Oh, week. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a fun week. Yeah, we got playoff yeah. applications. We got number two pick uh, implications. A couple of Saturday games is where we're going to start, and then we'll get into the number two pick and some stuff on Sunday. Um, but you know, your Steelers are at the Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson, not going to play. Correct. I mean, I can't imagine Lamar Jackson trots out on the field for the Ravens in week 18. I don't know if that's been um, 100% put in stone yet. A lot of teams are being coy about who they're going to play, who they're not going to play in week 18 as we record this, uh, but Steelers at Ravens, not important game for the Ravens, huge game for the Steelers, but that doesn't mean the Ravens don't want to play spoiler here against their division. Oh, yeah. right? So a couple notes. I just want to get this out in front. Harbaugh hasn't said anything, nor should he, nor does he have to. You know, he's not going to let the hated Steelers know anything, who's playing, who's not. I'm sure it'll become more and more clear as the week goes on, who's taking the reps, all those things that get reported. But I want people to realize, resting your starters, I put that in quote, isn't as easy as you think it is. Because you still have to put five offensive linemen out there. You can't just, everyone that's questionable, all your stars can't just rest. And yes, you can bring some guys up from the practice squad, but you still got to put five offensive linemen out there. Like Tyler Linderbaum, to me, probably plays in this game, even though I think he's one of the best centers in the league. He's young. He'll have next week off. But somebody has to coordinate the line so everybody doesn't get killed, where Ronnie Stanley with his bad ankle probably doesn't. You know, maybe Odell doesn't. I think Lamar and Roquan, like this is going to be the same for your Niners and all the teams that have it locked up. There's some obvious ones. You're just too important. You don't even get a helmet. But I do think it's interesting in that I would think these teams, particularly the Niners and Ravens, try to play fast. I mean, slow. I mean, just like eat clock, run the ball, get out of there. Like I think Melvin Gordon gets like all the carries because he's the third back. He's been around the league. He's a professional. They'll throw to Nelson Aguilar and Charlie Kolar and guys like that. You know, like those are the dudes that are going to be out there. You know, so and I, I wouldn't shock me if this thing gets competitive late that Harbaugh maybe throws somebody in there late in the game to try to win it just to knock off the Steelers or that goes for two to avoid overtime. Like those are the kind of things you have to look at, you know? So, but in terms of motivation, 
The Steelers are super motivated. The the bank or the Ravens are not. And the line reflects that. I mean, when this originally they were like a three and a half point dog and now they're like a three and a half point favorite. So I don't know what to do with the lines this week, but I would take the Steelers and probably give the points. I'm going to take the Ravens in the points here. Uh, the Ravens at home are getting three and a half points just because yeah. it's not. The backups gonna, are good. It's not going to be that easy. And like you said, they're not going to rest everybody. And nope. we, it's, it's just going to, it's going to be a three point game, you know, no matter what it's Steelers Ravens. That's the way it's going to be. The Steelers aren't like a team that's going to go steamroll. Even if you are start, not starting Lamar Jackson either, you know, it's just, it's just the way the Steelers play. It's the way the Ravens play. They're going to be up for it. The crowd is going to want to knock off the Steelers, knock them out of the playoffs. So I'm actually taking the points in this one, but it's going to be a super fun game. And by the way, Pittsburgh needs to win and they need some help, right? So Pittsburgh needs to win plus Buffalo loss or plus a Jacksonville loss or tie plus Mm -hmm. a Houston Indy. We'll get to you next tie Pittsburgh tie plus Jacksonville loss plus Houston Indianapolis does not end in a tie. So there's that one. Uh, and then there's Jacksonville loss plus Denver win plus Houston. Indianapolis does not end in a tie. And the Steelers, that's the one scenario they could lose and still get in. So there yeah. you go. Like the odds makers give them like a 53% chance of actually getting in, which is crazy. But clearly but, the game means more to the Steelers than the Ravens. So yeah. uh, you should pick the Steelers to win this football game and they should go win this football game. And frankly, if you aren't able to go win this game with uh, and Lamar's not going to play, I know, you know, maybe they're not t- saying it, but he's not going to play in this game. Um, but there's a rest versus rust thing. So I think there might be more starters at least for a half for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Than maybe Odell and, you know, yeah. those guys, Zay flowers and guys like that, maybe play a little and and then you can always bring them off the sideline late if you're if you need one one drive to win you know like it, they are over there laughing and goofing off so i have to tell this quick story because every beat writer around here rightfully so will always tell you the score and situation never matters with steelers and ravens it just doesn't and they have a lot of to back that up but this happened when brian billick was the head coach they had nothing to play for, but they wanted to get Jamal Lewis to 2,000 yards. Mm. So they played all their dudes, and a ton of Ravens got hurt, and then they got bounced in the first round. So I wonder if ownership's like, we're not doing that routine. You know, You've seen that before. And that's why right, that. right. the guys that you cannot get hurt, they're not going to play. Lamar, right. I mean, you've seen Lamar right. the last two Decembers has been hurt. Zero chance Lamar steps onto the field. Roquan no Smith, you don't put no him chance. out there in this situation. Maybe Patrick Queen plays, but not uh, Roquan mm-hmm. Smith, right? Um, and so Matabuke doesn't play. He's had an awesome yeah. year. Like you're too. Yeah, guys are really banged up and they would be questionable going into the week anyway, but you got to play some guys and I think, you know, probably see the rest of them on the field as much as possible. Then you have the backups come in in the second half and have full backups and then everybody else still has a uniform and they're cheering on their teammates and having fun and it's kind of a loose environment and that's why I kind of like the points for the for the Ravens here and I think it's just it's not going to be that easy for the Steelers it's not been that type of no. year they're going to win it but they're going to win by like two very possible you know late kick to win it or something like that you know and there's guys like Kyle Hamilton and Marlon Humphrey that are questionable they probably don't play but somebody has to and their backups aren't bad yeah, somebody has to play. Only if there's only what five, six inactives. Is it five or six? I can't remember now. Uh, inactives on game day, like even the guys that you think probably aren't going to play might still have a, a a uniform on. Yeah, exactly. You know, like you don't want Gus Edwards getting crushed, but 
Melvin Gordon will get most of the carries and Edwards comes in here or there maybe or something mm-hmm. like that. You yeah, know? Edwards Not plays he's great series and then trots off the field and you hope you don't have to put him back on the field again. Mm-hmm. Right. All right. Next. This is a big one. This is essentially a playoff game here, Matt. Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. And the South is still uh, up for grabs. Playoff spots are up for grabs. This is a fun one here on Saturday before we get to some Sunday games. And the number two pick in the NFL draft is also up for grabs next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. Don't forget you're doing some things right in your life too before the change of the new year. And uh, you can start anytime. It doesn't have to be the new year to work on yourself. Maybe you finally organize one part of your space and uh, you want to tackle another. Maybe you're uh, taking your supplements every morning now and uh, you're hitting the gym harder and you know eating breakfast right and uh, maybe not skipping breakfast at all. Therapy helps you find your strength so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. It's so important for your everyday and to keep it your everyday. So if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a, ble- a brief questionnaire, get matched with the therapist, and you can switch therapists if you don't hit it off anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress you've already made and continue that progress with BetterHelp. BetterHelp.com slash locked on and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash locked on. Texans Colts. This is a really fun one here uh, for the uh, for the, the Texans and the Colts. So here we go. Houston clinches the AFC South title with a win. Indianapolis Colts clinch the AFC South title with a Colts win plus Jacksonville loss. Uh, and then there's a whole bunch of ties, but th- th- that's the simple one to know here. AFC South is Houston's. If they win on the road at the Indianapolis Colts, Colts still need some help. Uh, this is an important one because both teams could, uh, could get bounced as well because Houston wins, obviously they're in and they win the South, but Houston tie plus Jacksonville loss or Pittsburgh loss or tie can help the Texans get in if they don't win. But uh, it's, it's pretty easy to see that the Texans or the Colts not making the playoffs if they don't win and winning the South. If they do win Colts need a little bit more help than the Texans now because of tiebreakers here. So, um, who you got? It is the road Texans actually that are favored by one point in this one. I understand that. I, I, I think Stroud, even as a rookie, deserves a big boost here. I, I think that their offense has been noticeably better than than Indies of late. Will Anderson's making a strong push now for defensive rookie of the year. I think Houston wins this game. I, I think they're the better team. I think they're playing better of late. And uh, I, I mean, playing in Indy won't be easy for a young staff and quarterback with everything on the line. But I just have more faith right now than in the Texans. I have more faith in Stroud. By the way, uh, Will Anderson, seven sacks on the year. That's more than J.J. Watt had in his rookie year, too. So some people wow. think, oh, man, he's not putting up the, enough numbers. Will Anderson's had a phenomenal rookie season. Maybe not quite to the level of C.J. Stroud, but he's he's a dude. Oh, he's been really good, yeah. Yeah, and um, collecting more sacks later in the season than he did earlier on in the season as well. And that that happens, especially with those sack numbers. Guys figure out how to how to 
finish at the quarterback, you know, in years two and three, those pass rushers do. And uh, it's something you see all the time. So, uh, but yeah, phenomenal job by the coaching staff, phenomenal job by the Texans. Then this one, I'm going to take whoever gets the points and it's the one point for the home Colts. I just, Colts are kind of more complete. I do like the quarterback. If I had to go straight up, I mean, this is just a, I'm getting one point. So that's going to sway me with the home team because I don't think the, I think if it was in the other house, are they going to be favored by four points? I don't know yeah, if me too. necessarily how things should go. So reluctantly take the Colts, but I do like the Texans better. And CJ Stroud's been a phenomenal story. And I would rather see the Texans in the playoffs than the Colts too. It's a pretty good defense Houston has led by Anderson. So I, I like, I think that travels well. Let's finish this up real quick with the South. And we weren't planning on doing this game, but I want to throw the, yeah. the Jacksonville Jaguars in here too, because the Jaguars need to win and they will uh, clinch the the uh, the AFC South title. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars tie. They can still get in if the the Houston Indy game ends in a tie. I hate the tie scenarios, but oh, I do too. Uh, you know Jacksonville at nine and seven, still in some control here at the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. Matt, um, who do you like in this game? How do you see this one going? And Jacksonville favored pretty big five and a half on the road. I'm going to take the Titans to at least keep it close. I mean, I think this is Tannehill and Henry's last game with the Titans. You know, Vrabel's not just going to lay down. I'm assuming Lawrence will be back, but far from, you know, 100%. Their O-line has issues. Uh, The Jags D's been okay, but not great. I mean, so I think Tennessee at least keeps us close. I uh, I agree with you. I'm kind of going to bet on the spoilers this weekend for a lot mm. of games, especially a game like this where uh, I think the t- Titans can keep this close, and especially when you're talking about against the spread. So give me that home dog and five and a half points with with Vrabel's group. They're going to be up for it, and this is the this is the Super Bowl for some of these teams. This is all the Titans yeah, have yeah. to play for now, you know. And so and and um, for that reason, I like the Titans and, and getting the points here. And I really do feel like, and I know I took the Colts with that one point just because they're at home as far as a betting favorite. But if I had to bet what happens at the end of all this, I do think it's the Texans that end up winning that division because I think the Jaguars are going to have some trouble. And um, it's going to be you know really fun to watch that game, especially after seeing what happens with the Texans and Colts on, on Saturday. Yeah, I'm leaning that way as well. I think Jacksonville's struggling a little bit right now. All right, how about... The uh, we'll finish up with the number two pick scenarios. I want to go to another game here that's interesting, and, okay. and I'm going to go. It's not quite as spoilery as the the Titans could be, but it's the Bengals and Browns, and the Bengals are already eliminated from playoff contention, but they're favored by six points at home against the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, and I actually love that line, and I was hoping it's going to be less because I was going to be all in on the Bengals. They're talking about how they're going to win by any means necessary. They're angry. This is, again, this is their Super Bowl. All they can do is try to you know, beat up on the Browns, and the Browns don't have nearly as much to play for, even though they're going to the playoffs because they're not going to – they don't have a, a one seed. They don't have a bye that they could potentially win in this game. And so, for me, this one's pretty easy. I want to take the Bengals to win. I think the Bengals might beat up on the Browns in this one at home and the last chance this season for the Bengals to show something – uh, six points is kind of a lot. I was hoping it's going to be a little bit lower, but I see why the the line is Bengals by six in this game against the Cleveland Browns. And the Browns are just kind of too locked in. So they just have a lot less to play for, even though the Bengals have nothing to play for. They still have a lot to play for. Does that make sense? In a way, I mean, especially the, uh, I mean, will Chase and Higgins both play? I don't know, but Browning has got a lot to prove. And this is kind of a Super Bowl situation for him. 
Jeff Driscoll is going to get the start for the Browns, which kind of tells you all you need to know that they frankly don't care at all. Because well, I mean, they got to go on the road next week in the playoffs. They're not going to play anybody, and they're not going to show anything either. You know, it's no, not going to be. A, not gonna be a, they're not going to put a tape out there for their playoff opponent to watch. Um, right, and, right. But it's funny that Joe Flacco, who's on the couch in September, it's like, oh well, they're not going to win this game because they don't have the guy who wasn't on the roster, and they they're playing the guy who was on the roster. They may be the team that cares the least, to be honest with you. Like, hey, we're going to mend our wounds. We have a short little road trip in Ohio. Turn around, come home, and really get ready for our, our opponent that we're going to go on the road for as a division. You know, it's someone that won the division. So, a Bengals by a million. Bengals show something good. Get, get yeah. some good feels to the organization going into uh, an offseason where you hopefully get things right. I'm there with you. Next. The number two pick in the NFL draft. Number one pick is already set. The Carolina Panthers have earned that pick for the Chicago Bears. But the number two pick is yet to be decided, especially between two teams, the Commanders and the Patriots. We'll talk about those two games next. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. At the start of the new year, every small business owner is asking themselves the same question. What's the one move I can make that'll take my business to the next level in 2024? LinkedIn Jobs knows that your success all depends on the team you surround yourself with. That's why LinkedIn Jobs has created the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. And LinkedIn isn't just some other job job board. LinkedIn is a vast network. We're talking a billion professionals on LinkedIn, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours at LinkedIn Jobs. Small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs, and there's a reason for it. The number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Let's start with the early game, and I like that these two games are staggered. So early Sunday, we've got Jets at Patriots. Late Sunday, we got Cowboys at Commanders. So let's start with Jets at Patriots. The Patriots uh, are favored, even though they need to lose this game. They're favored Mm -hmm. at home against the Jets. Zach Wilson, uh, concussion protocol, he's definitely not going to play in this one. So it's going to be a lot more of the same that we've seen from the Jets, which has not been great. Uh, But their defense can still play. Bill Belichick can still coach up a defense. Bill Belichick does not seem like the type, Matt, that's worried about the draft as much, especially if he might not be the coach of this team next year anyway. So are the Patriots going to go win this game? Is it going to be like a a, a 9-6 to Patriots win against the Jets where they kick a last-second field goal and Jets and Patriots fans are mad because they they lose the opportunity to get the number two pick in the NFL draft? Uh, Patriots favored by two and a half at home against the Jets. The over-under... It might be the lowest of the year. I mean, there was that one Pittsburgh Steelers game earlier in the year, right? That was 29. This is 30 and a half over under. Yeah, that was Steelers Patriots as well. I mean, that was ridiculously low, right yeah. around 30. So I think this is all about Belichick. You know, like he's on this quest for 300 wins. Does ownership tell him, hey, we really don't want to win this? Does he listen? You know, does he care either way? Does he? Does, I can't imagine him coaching to lose is my it is deep down what I think about this. So at home, I think their defense is really, really good. Although the jets could make plays with Wilson and hall. And I assume those guys will play a fair amount. I mean, they don't play for, but I mean, they're getting paid. 
I'm going to take the Patriots, but I think this game is obscenely low scoring. I'm going to take the Patriots as well in this game. Uh, I, I just think it's the the Jets are deflated. Bill Belichick, last game of the year. It's in mm-hmm. their house. It's going to just be a weird atmosphere. I can't wait Very. to tune in this game as ugly as it could be and as low scoring as it could be. Um, the Jets are a better team. If this was just like a, a random game, I would still probably pick the Jets, no matter who's playing quarterback there. Um, but I, I just got the vibes. This is going to be a weird game, and the fans aren't going to know how to feel about it. And they're going to cheer, and they're going to boo. And um, it, th- could this be the thing where the Patriots beat the heck out of the Jets, like by a lot? You know, it's like 30 to 3 or something crazy like that. And then all of a sudden, the Jets rethink their thing, and they end up firing people after this game. You know, Maybe. <laughs> They're keeping their staff an ugly win to end it because I just feel like I just hate the vibes that's going on with the Jets right now. Me too. And we were asked that yesterday surprise coaching fires. And I was like, yeah, they got the stamp of approval, but that doesn't always mean you're going to be back. I mean, if you get an ugly end to your season against a division rival that people think are worse than you, that could be it. I think it's going to be one of the weirdest games of the year. I mean, I would never bet it, but it, it is really interesting. If you're betting on who's going to get the number two pick, that's why you probably have to pick the commanders because uh, the Cowboys do have something to play for right, in the right. game. And um, they could clinch the NFC East with a win or a tie plus a Philly loss, but they're in control and they're at their division opponent and they're favored by 13 points in this one. It might be too many points, but it's a lot of points and I'm probably going to give up those points picking this game for the Cowboys because the commanders have just been bad. And even when they play okay and stick around, they just are under talented. And I think you're going to see a lot of points on the board from the Dallas Cowboys side. And uh, the commanders are going to lose another football game here. And it's either going to be a, a tiebreaker scenario, or it's going to be the commanders just get that because the Patriots win and the commanders uh, roll to a, uh, Roll to a a loss here in the number two pick in the NFL draft. I think I think this one's a lot easier than the the Patriots game. Unlike the Patriots situation, I don't think the Commanders have a lot of interest in winning or motivation at all, except for self pride. And I mean, the whole staff knows that they're going to get let go. And frankly, they may not be game planning their butts off this week. They're calling they're calling their friends to see what positions are going to be open and. Yeah. Plane tickets yeah. to certain warmer parts of the country have already been purchased. They're thinking yeah. about the beach. They're going to have their toes in. Oh, Fresno State, he's a head coach. Maybe I'll go back to call. You know, like that kind of stuff happens this time of year, too. Oh, a lot of closed doors in the office. Absolutely happening. Yeah, college. Yeah. The colleges don't care what the NFL schedule is. Those conversations no. and offers have already been made. There's probably someone already looking at their bank account like, oh, this is the offer I got from here. This is the offer I got from here. Oh, yeah, hold on. I got to watch tape and break down the – the Dallas Cowboys. Later, we're going to cover right. We're not going to cover them anyway. Let me make another phone call about my future job. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, there's a lot of that. Trust me. I mean, you saw it, the year I was with the Browns, like a bunch of open office office doors till about week ten, make a midseason coaching change, and a bunch of the office doors are closed, and they're on the phone with their buddies, and it's just a different feel, and don't really care about the upcoming Bengals or Ravens game as much. My only concern with the bet is. Dak might have a baseball cap on in the fourth quarter. They're up 17, and then Jahan Dotson gets behind the secondary and backdoor cover, and you just, ah, yeah. you want to kill yourself, you know. Scenarios. So, for the number two pick in the NFL draft, we'll end on this note. Okay. There's 32 scenarios that can play out between the commanders and the Patriots here. 
and the coin toss won't come into play because the the very last um the very last tiebreaker is coin toss but mm. before that it's obviously win loss record and then it's strength of schedule then after strength of schedule if that is tied it actually goes to head to head and these two teams have already played so the commanders lost that game so the commanders will have the uh will have the tiebreaker there so it won't come to the to- coin toss in the case of a of a, a you know multi tiebreaker tie so there's 32 scenarios, 20 of them, the commanders, if both teams lose, 20 of those scenarios with the other teams in the strength of schedule tiebreaker, uh, 20 of those scenarios out of 32, the commanders win the tiebreaker and end, the, and end up with the second pick in the draft. Uh, in 12 of those 32 scenarios, the Patriots end up with the second pick in the draft due to other teams in, and uh, the strength of schedule tiebreaker. So strength of schedule close as well as their records here. So it might come down to that wow. tiebreaker if both the commanders and the Patriots lose Sunday. Interesting. I, I didn't realize that. I know the tiebreakers are different than it is to get in the playoffs and things like that. It's pretty crazy. So cool. we don't have to wait until the uh, the combine for the the coin flip, which is nice. Oh yeah, yeah, that has happened before. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be better for mocks. So better chance that the the commanders end up with it unless they screw around and, and beat the Cowboys. All right. Uh, that is today's episode. That is the Sunday six pack. Appreciate everybody. We'll be back making picks for the rest of the week and more playoff implications tomorrow right here. Peacock and Williamson.